Hey, my name's Scotty McDonald, and this is my story that I wrote when I was 11. I think it was for school, a grade six assignment maybe. I don't remember writing it at all, but I found it recently. And for moral support as I read it, and also as a bit of a humble brag because I'm kind of hoping it's good, I'm uploading it here onto my podcast, Scotty Writes, which is also where I put up little short stories that I write for my Instagram account, Scotty Writes. You can also watch videos of me telling this story on Facebook, just search Scotty McDonald or that Instagram account. Um, The book is called Bad News. It's by me, Scott McDonald. I don't have Scotty there um, because this is a time in my life where I didn't like the nickname Scotty. Um, Also, small d instead of capital D in my name. Didn't realize the styling that I was going to go for as I got older. Uh, So, here it is. Bad News, it's called. Uh, The blurb of the book is, Scott is the local journalist. Telling. Prophetic for 11-year-old me. So, he's seen some scary things. I mean, don't journalists see scary things? But this is definitely the most scariest. If Scott reveals this mystery, it it might really amaze him about some people. If he lives to judge them. That's a really good blurb. Other than the most scariest. And also has seen some scary things. Um, That's a really good blurb. Judging by that, we're going to enjoy this book. Um, My little bio. Scott McDonald is at and attends St. Thomas Primary School. This is his first book. And he enjoyed writing it. I mean, that's good. It's good to know that the author enjoyed writing the book. Um, All right, chapter one. This book was written for the class of 6-7 at St. Thomas School. Bad news, Scott MacDonald. Chapter one, the rumour, 2000. I think it's relevant. 2000 is obviously the year it was set in. Scott, can you go and talk to that guy who wants compensation on that motorcycle accident that happened about a month ago? Well, um, Dan, I was about to read this fax about the mass kidnappings happening in Surfer's Paradise and seems the murders. About to read this fax. Who sent that fax? Halt! You said kidnapping? Yeah, whatever. The kidnappers have come here. Not possible! exclaimed Dan. Well, think about it. Harjan Hill would be the best place to come. I mean, we have a raft base packed with explosives, endless bush, God knows how many springs, and best of all, unexpecting residents. Okay, research it. Hi, welcome to another hectic day at Harjan Hill 6. Harjan Hill is a small town, and by small, I mean small. We have only about 2,000 permanent residents. Most of them have or had something to do with the RAF base, which sits on the outskirts of Harjan Hill. But you always see the big planes. My favourite is the F-111. Okay, so I seem to be writing this like it's a diary. Okay. Originally, Harjan Hill and the Mission Valley, Mitchan, it's like Mikkan Valley, the valley running next to Harjan Hill, were used as army barracks. But now they are established towns. No, and you wouldn't believe it. 
there's this little private romantic resort overlooking the Mitchin Valley. It was actually an Army Air Force lookout. Is that cool or not? Rhetorical, obviously. Anyway, you're probably wondering how I know so much. Well, I'm the local journo. <laughs> okay. And as you've heard, I'm going to read this facts. Okay. Because you've come in listening to my conversation with who I assume is my boss, Dan. Okay. I'm going to read this facts about some kidnapper that might be here in Halgen Hill. Oh, and that guy was Dan, who is my boss. My other workmates are John, Joe, Pam, Dan, and Mick. Interestingly, I work with a Joe and a John Paul who are both journalists. I'm the senior journalist. Okay, yeah, definitely they don't. I'm not the senior. But in this story, I'm the senior journalist. You know who Dan is. Pam is my secretary. Okay, senior journalists get secretaries. Amazing. And the rest of them are just journalists. Tonight, I have to represent Halgen Hill 6 at an executive meeting at Fish and Chicks which is a restaurant in the Mitchin Valley. Scott, 4.30. Thanks, Dan. What the devil is that guy doing? He has this big garbage bag and he's walking beside the highway that runs next to the raft base. Weird. Whoa, look at those explosives. There is like this huge shed full of explosives that look like they're about to be loaded onto this massive F-111 that is taxiing the runway. Boy, is it huge. Welcome to my house. Now, bye. I am having a shower. Okay, so I seem to think that the story is like a documentary following me. This would be a good place to finish the chapter, but apparently I don't. Now, in case you're wondering, the meeting starts at 6.30. So I have to leave at 6 because it takes half an hour to get to the Mitchin Valley. 10 minutes down... Nope, sorry, 20 minutes down, 10 minutes across. The range is fairly steep and windy. At least once a fortnight, a vehicle will crash there. <laughs> oh, I mean, you'd think, you'd think that'd be the story I'd be chasing as the senior journalist. Once we had a 10-car pile-up, five people died and seven were injured. <laughs> what? The cause was a truck pulling out in front of a car in the rain. And now I am slowly going down. <laughs> what a transition. The actual speed is 70 kilometers an hour, but I usually do about 110 kilometers an hour. Pretty fast. And it's easy to get away with it too, because speed cameras can't be set there. They topple over. <laughs> so I'm talking about this death trap of a hill and bragging about how I do 40Ks an hour over the speed limit <laughs> because there's some flaw with the speed camera system that they can't go there. <laughs> talking about the range I'm on, it's fairly quiet this time of night. I think it's six o'clock. It'd be peak hour. Anyway, but let me tell you, on my way home, trucks will be roaring everywhere. That's why the servo on the servo on the range petrol station staff are all running round like a bunch of ants that are being harassed by humans. <laughs> Your boy knows how to write metaphors. 
I'm currently passing the green cow paddocks of Lake Milk, Australia's largest milk supplier, owned by multi-millionaire Chris Lake. That's somebody I went to school with in primary school and high school. I know Chris really well. Me and him are great friends. Oh, yeah, his personal assistant is nice too. His name is John. Funny character. Okay. Here it is. Fish and chicks. I love that there's an executive meeting happening at a fish and chip shop. Like, <laughs> I love that my 11-year-old brain is like, six o'clock is late at night. There'll be no one driving. And also, fish and chicks. I mean, executives meet at fish and chip shops. <laughs> it was home to Colonel... Loderhoe during World War II, then it became heritage listed, then a Mr. Josh Felix, another person I went to school with, this whole story smacks of a defamation lawsuit, signed a contract to restore it, and then Josh turned it into a restaurant now because that is the only record of the building. No one can officially say how old the building is, but building inspectors say it's over 100 years old. I don't know if that sentence did make sense or not, but there you go. Now, I can't say what happens in the meeting, so bye for now. Obviously, I can't report in this fictional story about the meeting. That meeting went pretty good for us, and I met Kerry Packer. <laughs> Relevant. Uh, you idiot. Some dipstick driving a white van just cut me off, turning into the servo. Oh, and I was right. There are trucks everywhere, by the way. I was right. There are trucks everywhere. Most of them going to one of the meat suppliers in the valley. You know what I mean. Ah, oh, they've got animals on them. Did it go into the slaughter? I'll turn on the radio. Hi, it's Jacob. Late night request on HH105 FM. This story was written when I was 11. Hit 105 rebranded to Hit 105. Like... Five or six years ago. This book is prophetic. HH105, and it's time for my favourite song, Under the Boardwalk. No, I yelled and almost deafened myself from echoing in the car. I turned off the radio. I obviously don't like the song Under the Boardwalk. When I got home, I got changed and slipped into bed. Probably another place for a chapter marker, and yet there is not one. Good morning, it's 6am, I'm Andy Mack for HH105FM News. Last night, a woman was kidnapped at her Halgen Hill address. That's all the info we have currently on the situation. It's a hell of a news story. Brr, 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 brr. Hello? Yeah, hi, Scott, it's Dan. Oh, hi. Scott, those kidnappings. Oh, the story's about me, I forgot. Yeah, I'm, I'm on my way in. Bye. See ya. Well... There you go. I was there. I was ready. I woke up. I heard the news and I was out of there. Brr, hello. Hi, it's Madeline. Oh, hi. Are you investigating those kidnappings? Yeah, why? Could I come into work with you? If you want. Okay, I'll drive around to your place. Okay, bye. I don't know who Madeline is. I hung up the phone. Good morning. It's Andy Mack for HH105 FM News. It's seven o'clock. That's the hose. Okay. Hi, Ben. Hi, Scott. Okay, we can investigate. Okay, so I've arrived at work and everyone's like, great, now we can finally investigate. The senior journalist has arrived. Interestingly, when I arrive at work most days, I say to the newsroom, it's okay, guys, I'm here, we can do the news. 
that's a joke. But obviously, when I was 11, I thought it was going to be real. We all went in different directions. Madeline went inside. I went out to the back. And Ben, who is the local cop, stayed out the front. Oh, we're arriving at the crime scene. And Ben was waiting for me and was like, oh, hi, you've arrived. We can investigate it now. Like as if they needed the journalist there. Anyway, about an hour passed and nothing happened. When all of a sudden, bang. Oh, expletive. Like literally it's written like question mark, exclamation mark, at sign hashtag. Ben yelled. Oh, that's the end of the chapter. 